Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Darren Shane, your announcer for this, the third Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinniger, and the acolytes are Jack Goodman and Peyton Minning. Today's broadcast is sponsored by the Men's Glee in thanksgiving for Lori Evett as director and Betty Sawyer as pianist and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn is God's Own Child, I Gladly morning, Say It, everybody. on page 594, verse 1 through 3 of the Lutheran Service uh, Book. Back with you here in the Lord's house to, to worship Him and to receive His gifts of word and sacrament. Uh, today, as you can see, we had a baptism today. Lawson Otto Grays will be welcomed into God's family this morning through water and the word. And we're so very excited about that. That will be happening in just a few moments. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Okay, we have just a few announcements before we continue on with our worship this morning. First of all, there will be immediately following the worship service today, there will be a very short voters' assembly meeting. Uh, the voters of Trinity Lutheran Church need to give to Steve Griman a peaceful release from his call, um, and so that he can then uh, accept his new call uh, at his new home. And so there will be a very short voters' meeting right afterwards uh, for us to be able to do that. Also, Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Joplin, see if I can get this right, they are having a Reformation celebration today, in case you were not aware, is the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, this year uh, is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And so Emmanuel Lutheran in Joplin is planning a day of fellowship and fun with area Lutheran churches. If you would like to help organize this day, we are having a planning meeting, Emmanuel is, on July the 6th at 6 p.m., uh, please come with your ideas. Contact Betty Lingenfelter, uh, and we, will, uh, we can get you the telephone number for that. And so if you are interested in that, please see us in the office, and we'll make sure that we direct you to the proper place. Also, uh, Pastor B and Marissa announced the arrival of their daughter, Bridget Elizabeth Amalia Buckmiller. Is that how you say her last name? Um, she was born June 20th at 12.31 p.m., weighing in at 6 pounds, 3 ounces, and 18 and a half inches long, and the mother and baby are doing well, and so we give thanks to God for their new addition. Uh, let's see. Uh, you will notice in the back of the sanctuary, in the narthex there, on the table, I have put down a calendar, and on that calendar are selected dates. One of my goals uh, that I want to try to accomplish within the next few months is to make visits to every 
family that we have here. Um, if you would like one, if you don't want me to come, that's fine. Um, but, um, but if you would like that, uh, within the next few months, I am gonna hopefully be able to visit every family. So what I have done is I have put a calendar for July in the back, and you will find the open dates that I, that I have. There are two spaces on every date that is open. If you would please just write your name in there um, so that I know, and then I will make contact with you about setting up uh, a time on that, on that date. If you have any questions about that, um, please let me know. Let's see. Also, today is Confirmation Roll Call Sunday. Um, I've never done this before, so bear with me, but, but this is really neat. Uh, if you were confirmed in the seven, so that's either 1937, 47, 57, 67, 77, 87, 97, 2007, or 2017, if you were confirmed in one of those years, will you please stand? If you were confirmed in one of those years, okay? Wonderful, great. Uh, we continue to pray for you. We thank you that, that, that God has continued to keep you uh, in your faith, and we pray the Holy Spirit's blessing upon you. So thank you very, very much for that. I think that's all of the announcements that we have. So let's open our worship then this morning with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we are thankful for today. We are thankful, Lord, that that your Holy Spirit has called us here, uh, has moved in our, in our hearts that we should be here this morning to hear your word, to receive the forgiveness of our sins through word and sacrament. Uh, and we ask, Lord, that as we worship you now, that you would give us a zeal this morning, uh, a zeal, a fervor, Lord, for your house of worship here. We thank and we praise you, Lord, for all of the provisions and the ways in which you bless us each and every day especially, Lord, for uh, the, the gift of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is a good baptismal hymn, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. We will sing verses 1 through 3, that's number 594.
We will continue with the order of holy baptism. You'll find that in the front part of our hymnal, page 268. 268. And so we begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We will be lost forever, unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to atone for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And how is this child named? First, middle, and last name. Lost and received the sign of the cross bolted upon your forehead, on your heart, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ, the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his hosts in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. For the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you will behold Lawson according to your boundless mercy and bless him with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in him which has been inherited from Adam and which he himself has committed sins will be drowned and die. Grant that he be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers, and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise, he would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the Church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal, candidate, for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples of them. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Lawson as a sponsor in the Christian faith? God, enable you to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. 
This is the word of our Lord. We join in praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lost in the Lord, preserve your coming in and your going out, this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. And so since Lawson is unable to answer these questions for himself, we shall all together as the body of Christ and as his family answer these questions for him. Lawson, do you renounce the devil? Yes, sir. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, sir. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, sir. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes, sir. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Boston, do you desire to be baptized? Yes, I do. Auto Grace, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you lost in the new birth of water and the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Receive this white garment to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Receive also this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watched before his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which shall have no end. In holy baptism, God the Father has made you a member of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir with us of all the treasures of heaven in the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We receive you in Jesus' name as our brother in Christ, that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, proclaim the, and proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. Let's all go up to the altar. You're a happy fellow, aren't you? Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you 
that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family, and have granted to lost in the new birth and holy baptism, and made him a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as he has now become your child, you would keep him in his baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, he may faithfully grow to lead a godly life, to the praise and honor of your holy name, and finally, with all of your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, we're going to take a walk over here. He's just looking around like, this is so cool. It is my joy and privilege to present to you this morning the newest member of God's family, Lawson Otto Graves. And as we have said, Lawson has now become an heir with us of the heavenly kingdom and the treasures of God that is found in Christ. And so I ask all of you now, do you promise to aid his mom and his father and all who love him to pray for him, to raise him up to know that Jesus Christ is his Lord and his Savior? If this is what you are willing to do, then answer by saying, Lawson, we welcome you. And you, Lawson, the Lord always preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter suffering and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. So Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. When I am afraid, I, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Glory, Glory be, be to, to the, the Father, Father and to the and Son, to the Son and, and to the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit 
as it, as was, it was in the beginning, in the beginning is, now, is now, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. For you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling. That I may walk before God in the light of life. Let us pray. Oh God, because your abiding presence always goes with us, keep us aware of your daily mercies, that we may live secure and content in your eternal love. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. And I was deceived. You are stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For when, whenever I speak, I cry out. I shout, violence and destruction, for the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all the day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more, in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot, for I hear many whisperings, terror on every side. Denounce him, let, let us denounce him, say all my close friends watching for my fall. Perhaps he will deceive me, deceive then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior, therefore my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. 
their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of the evildoers. This is the reading of our Lord. Thanks be to God. This time, it's uh, that moment for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Also, if you have your mites, bring those up as well. me okay so that you can kind of see what's going on okay oh thanks buddy I'll put that oh thank you a little more okay put that right here for right now okay very good so what I have here is a shoe it's a shoe yep shoe yep yep and is the shoe clean pretty much kind of okay the shoe is dirty Okay, it's got, it's, it's, it's really dirty, and like this part right in here, this is my, my son's shoe, um, this part right, right along here used to be just really, really white, like as white as Kenan's shoot, uh, a, a, a shirt, I mean, and it was all white, and it was really, really nice when it first came, when it first came out of the box, it was brand new, had never been worn, didn't have any creases in it, didn't have any dirt on it. Okay, well, I'm going to attempt this morning to get this shoe to look like it did when it came straight out of the box. What I've got is I've got some cleaner. I am not doing a sponsorship, but this stuff is awesome. Crud cutter, okay, it works really, really well. So I'm just going to spray some on the, nap, on the paper towel, and we're going to see if I can get it as clean as it was when it came up right out of the box. It's not working very well. Hmm. I can't think I can get it as white as it was. Does that look as white? Like, does this part look as white as, as Keenan's shirt? No, it doesn't. How come? How come I couldn't get it as white as Keenan's shirt? Cohen? It did. It got dirty and dirt. And once the shoe got dirty and dirt, there was no way that I, no way, that I was going to be able to get the shoe as white as it was when it first came out 
of the box. Yeah, and then it got dirt on the and there, there's dirt on the soles, there's creases in it that kind of stinks a little bit. Okay? What we're going to be talking about today, okay? What we're going to be talking about today is how God, through baptism, what we just witnessed here, is how God, through that wonderful sacrament, makes us kind of like these shoes, except God has the ability to, to make us look as if we have never been stained, never had any creases in us, never got any dirt on Yeah, never got any dirt on us or anything. That's what baptism does for us, and we're going to talk about that this morning, how God kind of does these seemingly impossible, that he makes us clean, unstained, unblemished, as if we had just come out of the box, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, can you guys put your hands together and repeat after me, okay? Dear Jesus, thank you for cleaning us, for washing us, and for making us new. Thank you that you came to us and died for us and rose again for us. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. Today's epistle is written in Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 23. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal bodies to make your body, to make you obey their passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once pre presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. So now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin 
you have become slaves to, of God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification, and it ends eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the, and the father his child. And children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our hymn of the day is, O God, My Faithful God, number 697 in the Lutheran Service Book, verses 1 through 2 and verse 6.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the, the message this morning is the epistle lesson that was just read, specifically the first two verses of that text that were read just a moment ago. And as I was trying to show to the children just a minute ago, there is a reason why stores are very reluctant to take back a pair of shoes after they've been worn. Because the problem is, is that after you've worn a pair of shoes, they can never, ever, ever go back to being never worn shoes. It's similar to like if you, whenever you squeeze toothpaste out of a toothpaste tube. You can't ever put the toothpaste back. I mean, you could, but it'd be really messy, okay? So if you were to buy a new pair of shoes, and unfortunately, as my wife will tell you, I have done this before, more than once, you wear them outside, you're excited to wear them. And then you get to wearing them for a couple days and, and your feet kind of start to hurt. And maybe you don't like them as much as you did. The problem is, is that when you wear those shoes outside, they've already been worn. And the store will not take them back because, well, you can't sell a pair of shoes that have already been worn. They've got scratch marks on them. The, the, the soles of the shoes have dirt in them that no matter what you try to do, I've tried, you cannot get the dirt out. You get in there with a, a little brush or something, and you're trying to brush out the dirt. It doesn't work. You can't get every single speck of dirt off. And certainly, you, you absolutely cannot fix the creases. There is now a crease in the shoe. No matter what you've done, if, even if you've, you've just worn it one time, it has now been creased. It doesn't go back to the way that it was when it was inside the box, and it has never been worn. In the third book of the Chronicles of Narnia series, the book is entitled The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and if you've ever read this book before, you will know the scene that I am going to be referring to. The book starts off, and you meet this young boy. His name is Eustace Scrub. And you can just tell by the name that Lewis gives this child that he's not, he's not a very nice kid. He's mean. He's just mean-spirited. He is a know-it-all. He thinks that he knows everything better than everybody else because he's read more books than everybody else. He's just not the type of kid that you would send your own child over to have a play date with. He's just not a very nice kid. He is a cousin of the Pevensey children, and so the Pevensey kids in this particular book are Lucy and Edmund, and they have no choice but to be, because of the circumstances that they are in, they have no choice but to be hanging out with them and living with his parents during this amount of time. And so what happens one day is that they are all inside of this room and they begin to look at this painting. And this painting has a ship in it. And the ship ends up being the, the ship that is a Narnia ship entitled, uh, that is called the Dawn Treader. The, somehow the, 
the children are sucked into the painting and they find themselves aboard this Narnian ship. And I won't spoil the book for you, at least not all of it, but the book then goes on and Lewis, he's just grumbling the whole time. He hates this. He says at one point, I am going to call the king on you because I do not like what is happening here. Well, there is no king of England in Narnia. So the story goes on and through a series of unfortunate events that are entirely of Eustace's own doing, he finds that he has been turned in, in, into a dragon. A fire-breathing, very giant, ugly-looking dragon. And he doesn't know what to do. He desperately wants to return to being a little boy, a small boy that he once was. But he finds that he can't do it. And so the book goes on further. And then finally, Eustace decides that he has had enough of being a dragon. So he tries with all of his might, with his dragon scales, to get the dragon flesh off of himself. And he digs and he digs and he digs and he's trying to get these dragon scales and this dragon flesh off of himself. And he, at one point, gets it off. And if you've read the book, you know what happens. The movie, as it normally does, does not really describe what really happened. Because after Eustace got the skin off himself, if you've read the book, you know that what happened next was the skin grew back. He couldn't get it off. No matter how hard he tried, no matter how deep that he dug, his dragon claws were not able to go deep enough to get the dragon scales off of him completely until Aslan comes. And Aslan, as, 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 as I'm sure that many of, of you know, is the Christ figure in all of Lewis's Narnia books. Aslan, and again, the movie doesn't do it quite right. You have to read the book. Aslan takes his claws. And I love how Lewis describes what happens. Aslan takes his claws and digs so deep into Eustace's flesh that he said that it actually hurt a little bit. And he tears the dragon scales off of the child Eustace until he is perfectly clean. And then Aslan's not done. Aslan says, now go wash. Go wash in this pool that is not far from me. And so Eustace goes and he washes in this pool and he turns back into a boy. And he stays there. And of course, after this, as the book goes on, his d demeanor has completely changed. He is now a wonderfully mannered young boy after what he has been through. His life is really a brand new life. I don't know if, if uh, any of you realized it or not. I'm sure that many of you did. But what we witnessed here this morning with the baptism of baby Lawston was a miracle. Because Lawson, as, as cute as he is, and he is cute as a button, he's got this little John Deere um, uh, binky, thank you, I'm going to be having one soon, and I'm going to have to get those terms from right again. He's got this little John Deere binky, he's just as cute as a button. But as cute as Lawson is, he was born and conceived with the same disease, the same illness, the same thing that makes you and I dirty 
and soiled and stained. He was born with sin. He was born with that same disease that all of us were born with. Sin and Satan, whether, we, whether you realize it or not, had a hold on this little boy's soul. But then something incredible happened. A miracle, as we said, happened right before our very eyes. The Holy Spirit came and spoke into Lost and spoke over him and said, Depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit. And so he did. And it happened. And now, right before our very eyes, we saw God's promise coming true, that the dwelling place of God is now with men. The dwelling place of Jesus is in his heart. Jesus has taken up residence in Lawson's heart and his life and said, this belongs to me now. Just like you and just like me. But he will, just like, just like we do, he will stain this new life that he has been given in Christ. And though he is a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, he will stumble. He will veer off of the straight and narrow path because the other difficult truth is, is that even though he is now a baptized child of God, his body will still succumb to the consequences of sin just like you, and just like me. He will still veer off of the straight and narrow path. He will still succumb to sin, at least until the final resurrection happens. He will, too, undoubtedly, just like the rest of us, he will try to clean himself of these stains. He will, at, at one point, I'm sure, like all of us had, say something to him himself like, well, my faith just isn't strong enough. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't, go I haven't been going to church enough. He will try, try as he will, just like you and just like me, to prop himself up with his own piety when he's feeling low about himself. I just haven't prayed hard enough. I don't have enough faith right now. He will try, just like you and I do, he will try to rationalize his actions in order to make himself feel better. Just like Eustace, he will try to clean himself off. He will try to make himself pure and unstained. But the moment this morning when water was, was poured three times over him and word, the word of God was spoken to him, I baptize you, Lawson, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That moment will remain in his life for all eternity. The moment when he, as the Apostle Paul says in our text, when he was brought from death to life, just like you and just like me. The moment when God did the seemingly impossible. The seemingly impossible. He took Lawson's life, stained life, and not only made it clean and unstained and unblemished here in that moment, but his word promises us, he promises us that for the rest of Lawson's life, 
He will be just like a shoe that has never been worn. He will have new life every single day. A clean slate? A new car smell? No, I'm, I'm, no, he won't have that. He will have new life every single day that is unstained, unblemished, all done, all seemingly impossibly done by the God that knew him before he was even born. By the God that knows and knew you and I before we were even born. And just like you and I, we have been brought from death to life. Paul's word is very, very clear. For, for the wages of sin is death. The wages of a, of a stained life with sin is death. And I'm so glad, and we actually talked about it this morning in our Bible class. Oftentimes, you will see these street preachers with that sign, the wages of sin is death. You've, I, I would be shocked if you have, have, have ever seen one that has the reverse on the back of that sign, what the rest of that verse says. The wages of sin is death. But as you see there in your bulletin, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal, unstained, unblemished, brand new, straight out of the box, life. Because as Paul says in verse 14 of our text, lost and is no longer under the law. No. Jesus went under the law for him. Jesus went under the law for you and for me. You are now no longer under the law. The condemnation of sin no longer has hold over you. Satan no longer has hold over you. You are no longer under the law, but as Paul says so sweetly, so wonderfully, you are under grace. And as John says in his text, this grace is not just a one-time grace. It is grace that is upon grace, grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Every single day, grace and mercy. Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, has cleaned us up back to brand new, never been worn, never been stained, creation of the creator. We are now presentable before God because he has made it so. Because he, in his infinite wisdom and mercy and loving kindness, because, folks, he, because he wanted it so. In our Savior's name, amen. We now say together the words of our Christian faith. Please rise. And we will do so today using the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to fill out that red book that is in the pew on the aisle side. When the person who has signed it on the window side, will you please send that back, and that person please tear off the front page uh, so, so that the elders can come by after worship to pick it up. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The TEA recently had a garage sale and a heartfelt thank you to Vicki Black for spearheading the garage sale, which was a huge success. Our appreciation also to the Cars, McBlairs, Jesse Hayworth, and Tracy Ray for helping set up and staff the garage sale. Thank you to all that shopped and donated items. We had so many donations that we are planning another sale in July. Pastor Buck Miller and Marissa announced the arrival of Bridget Elizabeth Amelia Buck Miller. She was born June 20th at 1231 p.m., weighing in at 6 pounds, 3 ounces, and 18 and a half inches long. Both mother and baby are doing well. The school board is seeking a part-time teacher for the 2017-2018 school year. The individual will work from 10:15 until 3:15 each day and will be responsible for 7th and 8th grade homeroom, middle school social studies, our reading, and elementary PE. Applicants should have strong classroom management and communication skills. Resumes and a cover letter can be sent to aminning at tlsfreistat.org or fax to 417-235-5775 by June 28th. Contact 417-235-5931 for more information about this position. Part-time secretarial position in the church office is open. Hours will be Friday 9 to 3 and also be available to fill in as needed. Resumes should be turned into the church office or to an elder. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meets during the week in surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is, What God Says, based on Isaiah 43, verses 1-3. through 3. For times and locations near you, visit www.lutheranhour.org or contact the church office.
We have a few folks that we want to remember in our prayers this morning. First of all, for those in our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Overman, Landreth Worm, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Brenda Lawmaster, Elmer Kaiser, Ethel Helmkamp, Dale Chapman, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Bill and Jim Wilson, Becky Morgan, Eldred Holly, Addison Trokey, Tro, Harry Clanton, uh, uh, who is, uh, uh, yes, and uh, Harry Clanton. Also for December Carr, uh, December Carr, uh, according to my note here, has cystic fibrosis and is in very critical condition in the Columbia Hospital. Uh, the family has been called in as they do not expect her to survive. Uh, she is the daughter of Corey Culver, granddaughter of Becky Morgan, and great-granddaughter of Nadine Overman. So we will certainly lift um, December and her family up in our prayers this morning as well. Also for those celebrating anniversaries, for Erwin and Judy Kruger, who uh, celebrate 51 years of marriage on uh, today, actually. And for Don and Carol Kleibaker, who will celebrate 46 years of marriage on June, on June 26th. Um, also for a birthday, Elmer Kaiser will celebrate 91 years of life on June the 30th. And so with that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive us for the times when we try to clean ourselves, our own righteousness or piety, or trying to justify our actions. May we continually look to what you would have done, may we continually look to what you have done to us and done for us in our baptism. We have been cleaned to new, unstained, unblemished life. We have been made presentable before God. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that Lawson has been received this morning in holy baptism. We pray that you would always watch over him, watch over his family, all that who love him. Guard and protect him, Lord, from all harm and danger, so that all his doings in life may please you. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, for all who are in positions of authority, we pray that you would grant them clarity of mind, selflessness, and wisdom in decision-making. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, for all who receive the Lord's Supper today, that, that you may set their hearts and minds to those things which are good, right, and salutary. And Lord, that as we have been set free from sin, that we may become slaves to God, rejoicing in the free gift of God, eternal life in Jesus, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. We pray especially for all those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray especially, Lord, for all those who are on our help list, Especially, Lord, also for December Carr, we ask, Lord, that, that you would, Lord, first of all, we pray for the miracle. We pray that you would heal, heal her, uh, that, you would, uh, that you would take this illness from her, uh, and that you would restore her to full health. Uh, and Lord, if, if, if that is not your will, we pray that you would give to her and to her family, Lord, comfort uh, and love, and may you surround them, Lord, with your loving kindness. And Lord, we also um, give you thanks uh, for the gift of your son, Jesus, who is the great um, healer, the great physician, Lord, 
Lord, we know that she and her family are in your care. And also, Lord, for all those who are suffering that we know, whether physically, spiritually, or emotionally, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. For those who are marginalized in our society, especially the unborn, the weak, and the, and the vulnerable, that God, who knows the number of hairs on their heads, would keep us mindful of our duty to speak up for them who have no voice, and that he would bless every effort to uphold life from conception to natural death. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we also uh, give you thanks and praise for all those who are celebrating anniversaries and birth birthdays. Lord, especially for Erwin and Judy and for Don and Carol as they celebrate another year of marriage together. Lord, continually draw them closer to one another. Draw them closer to you. We give you thanks, Lord, that you have granted to Elmer 91 years of life. We pray, Lord, that in this next year of his life, that you would watch over him, guard and protect him, and may he draw ever closer to you. Lord, in your mercy. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of these things. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Christ, welcome to the table of our Lord. Take an eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given to death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. As you, Caitlin, and you, Peyton, have been granted a new life. Take an eat. This is the true body of our Lord and
Tell me this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, that you would strengthen us. Do the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this radio station or on at freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane.
Again, we thank you all for joining us in worship this morning. Uh, I do not have any closing announcements other than for what uh, 